Let us open up our Bibles to John chapter 15. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. That is John chapter 15, 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gathered them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Saints, what I would like to, to, to say before we go for any further, I'd like to ask this question. When is the last time you heard, or the last time you saw someone get saved? When is the last time you witnessed someone joining church, receiving Christ, being baptized, or just saying, I feel different? Today, this is almost an unheard of statement for at least two reasons. One, because we are not presented, present to see it. Or we are not presenting it when preached. We hear more about people abiding in the bad news than good news. What we hear on the news is either somebody got shot, killed, murdered. On the east side, this happened. On the west side, that happened. Someone got raped robbed, someone got kidnapped, or got caught stealing. Everything but salvation. Instead of looking forward to the coming resurrection, we're hearing about the upcoming insurrection. Our lives are written epistles. Families today are being torn apart. Satan is trying and wants to rip our book in half. He wants to remove us from the book of life. Let me read what it says in Revelations. Revelations 20, verse 12 through 15. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Saints, our life is an open book for God to see. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books 
according to their works. We are judged by the things we do in this body. Jesus said in John, the words that I have spoken to you shall judge you in the end. Now, verse 13 is, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. In this life, our book is full of things we put in it and remove from it. So our name will be secure in the book of life. But it takes God's word to clean up our book. Now let's look at this naturally. If you take a book that has a thousand pages or more, maybe less, and try to rip all of them at once, you could not do it. Just like our lives, we are trying to remove everything at once with our own might and strength. You cannot tear a whole book in half at once. But you can tear one page at a time. We cannot tear every bad page from our life ourselves or at once. But we can tear one page or problem at a time with Christ and in Christ. So this morning, we want to talk about abiding in Jesus. Abiding in Jesus. Now in verse 1. It said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. There are many vines, but Jesus is the true vine. There are religions, there are beliefs, there are philosophies, there are opinions, there are denominations, there are doctrines, there are other gods that teach other things. But there is only one true vine and one husbandman. There is only one way to obtain true salvation. Verse 2 said, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Remember, Jesus is the vine. The father is the husbandman and we are the branches. We are created in their image and after their likeness. And Jesus came so we could produce the same fruit. God is the creator and wants godly seeds produced. But Satan is the corrupter that causes seeds to become ungodly. Under this metaphor of a vine, Jesus shows his relationship with his church and shows what father will do with all unfruitful branches. He will take them away and throw them into the fire. What we don't hear preached a lot today is salvation. We don't hear what is needed to receive Christ. We don't hear much about forgiveness. But we do see a lot of revenge and lies. 
All you see and hear on the news is how politicians are lying and getting away with it. In fact, they say there is not a law against lying. Politics is now in the church and the church is now into politics. So what is happening is God's people aren't changing the minds of the politicians. The politicians are changing the minds of God's people. Even the world said there should be a separation of church and state. But we, the people, have slowly crept into the affairs of the world. Just like back in the day when they asked Samuel to have God give them a king. This verse says every branch in me. In order for a branch to bear fruit, you must be in him. In order for you to bring fruit, you must know him. You must agree with him and receive him. The fruit he is talking about is his character. What is his character? His character is who and what he is and what we are to become. Galatians tells us his character is the fruit of the spirit. Love, peace, Joy, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, meekness, faith, and temperance. Just looking at a vine. There are some branches on a vine that bear no fruit. A good caretaker knows which branch needs to be removed and which branch needs to be purged. There are some in the church that seem to bear no fruit. Just because one is in the church does not mean the church is in them. Only the caretaker knows if it is a branch to be removed or branch to be purged. God knows those that are his. In God's time and God's way, those branches that bear nothing, he will deal with them. Either he purges so they can bring forth more or he removes them. But it is by God's hand and his alone. Man does not have the authority to do so. Besides, every man is still working out his own salvation. Now look at verse 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. It is by the word of God that we get our cleansing. In Ephesians, it talks about how Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It is by the word we are shown what is right, and by the word we are shown what is wrong, and by the word we learn how to do what is right. And if we forget anything we have been taught or shown by his spirit, that resides in us, he will bring all things to our remembrance of whatsoever he has said in the word. And verse four, it tells us what we must do to achieve this. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Do we understand what Jesus is telling us? 
When receiving Christ, he abides in us. When receiving or studying his word, we abide in him. We must dwell in him and study his word. You cannot make it on your own merit and study. That is, you can't do it by your own character. You cannot receive life from it on your own. Without abiding in you, without him abiding in you, without you abiding in him, you can do nothing. Without receiving him, without him receiving you, you can be nothing. How can you know a person if you do not hang with them? Let me use this example. If you get married and don't dwell with your spouse, how would you ever know them? How would you know what they like or dislike? How could you please them? How would there be any kind of relationship? How could the relationship last? You have got to spend time together. Without Christ, many relationships don't make it. Face it, in Christ, many relationships struggle. There must be some serious abiding together. When a person does not dwell in the word, other voices catch the ear. They begin to bring forth wild berries known as fruit that is unedible, known as the character of the flesh. How many have seen in yourself? Be honest now. If someone pushes your button enough times, you go off. Jesus said this in verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I am your source. I am your nourishment. I am what you need to get where you need to go. I am what you need to get what you need to not only bring the fruit of the spirit, but also to increase that character in you. Whatever it is you are trying to get, you cannot get it without Christ. There is no love, no peace or joy without him. You cannot endure without him. You cannot tolerate long suffering without Christ. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Again, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Verse 6 says, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. For those in church that have not received Christ, for those at home or in their street or in the street without Christ, anyone that does not know the Father. Or the son. Or those playing church. You are writing the wrong book. If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will. 
and it shall be done unto you. We must read the word. We need to study the word. We need to live the word and continue in the word. In verse 16 of this chapter, Jesus said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. We must stay in the word so the word and his character will remain and not get rotten with flesh. We have been selected to bring forth his character. By his word, God will get the worst out of you that he may put the best in you. And only he can do it. Look at verse 8. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. Father is pleased that we bring much character. John 13 and 35 said, By this all men shall know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. In the Corinthian church, Paul said there is envy and strife. Let's close with these. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. Remember, the Corinthian church was a church where all the gifts were found. From tongues to interpretation of tongues. From faith to healing by faith. But in verse 1, Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. God is unable to speak to many through his vessels because they are not spiritually, but are carnal. They are still like a baby in a diaper, feeding off milk. In some cases, they just refuse to grow up. Now, let me say this. How many parents agree? You are only going to change that diaper for so long. Eventually, that child is going to learn to go on their own. You know a baby is a baby when they can't feed themselves or change themselves or put on their own clothes. Verse 3 shows us how we know when you are still carnal. For you are carnal yet for you are yet carnal for uh, whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. And are, are you not carnal and walk as men? Paul said this, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.